So what's going to happen is I'm going to say something profound, and then I'm going to hit the intro music. Okay. John. Yes. I have I actually have a subject I want to talk about today. Like a solid right. a solid subject. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump in. What's the subject? Are you ready for this one? We're, it's going to get deep. It's going to get deep. It's going to get wild. It's going to get It's going to get a little conspiracy theory going on here uh ish esque. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We could discuss aliens. Okay. It's do, a good topic. Do you believe in aliens? I, I would say yes. I, I think that I, I, if you think about how big the universe is and like, you know, how we're just this kind of small speck in the universe, that I think it'd be dumb to think that there's not another, you know, kind of Earth or um, not another planet out there with some kind of life on it. Um, so, yes, I do believe in aliens. Yeah, I would say I, I, I feel the same way. Um, it's kind of a it's it's a scary thought to think about all of all of the potential life that could be out there but it's even scarier to think that we're all alone in this whole endless abyss that can you know develop like we have uh or that this planet's the only planet that harbors any sort of life yeah there's no i mean it, you know if if I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, if you think about the science side of it, where, you know, we're sort of in this perfect um, kind of atmosphere and this, you know, kind of all these things had to come together in order for us to have, you know, certain life or, you know, how it all chemically, you know, figures out and everything like that. But on the other side, you know, then you have the, the I, I don't know, the, the thought pattern is that that in itself, whether it be the Big Bang or whatever you want to think about that, that had to have happened twice. That it had to have happened, you know, it had to have happened numerous times because there's no way that we're going to be able to see the end of the universe. So, yeah, there's got to be stuff out there. Now, there's one conversation there. The other side about that is is people that say that they've seen aliens. And I think that that's a completely different conversation because I don't know if I necessarily believe the majority of people that say that they've seen aliens or if they've been abducted by aliens or whatever. Like, I believe that there's <clears throat> definitely out there. But I don't know how much of the stories of people that have been, you know, have seen aliens, well, how, how true that. Is. Well, here, here's kind of the weird thing. I, you know, I. Um, You've seen aliens. I've in your seen, day. I've seen aliens. I've seen them uh, in my dreams. No, I've never seen them. <laughs> I've never seen anything weird like that personally. But um, no, but there was, there was this one case. Have you ever heard of? Um, have you ever heard of the Tic Tac UFO? I have not. Which one was that? So a few years back, uh, there was a fighter pilot uh, who was in the Marines, I believe, Marine fighter okay. pilot, and he went out on a standard practice patrol run in his jet and with uh, a, another jet as well, and they had gone to this one location. And they saw something moving around near the water. And then all of a sudden, like, whatever was under the water 
just disappeared, and then there was a smaller craft above the water that just kind of zoomed straight up and then took off like crazy. And, okay. um, you know, they caught it. They caught it on radar and everything like that, and uh, they caught it in the visuals, and they have – there's footage of it that's available. We'll post it up on the Facebook. Um, and it moves in very strange ways. It doesn't have a general flow of direction of – and the, the strange thing about it was there was no – there was no uh, visible form of propulsion. Okay. So there's no rockets coming off the back. There's nothing showing that it can be moving the way it's moving. And how it moves so quickly uh, in such erratic movements also is nothing that we're currently capable of doing as of now. Um, I believe his name was... Uh, I believe the last name of the pilot was Fravor, um, and this got this got some publicity out there, and it's very interesting to to see it. and In his story, he he explains he goes neither neither one of us could figure out what it was, and yeah. what's also weird about it is whatever it was uh, actively jammed their radars, their other radars, which is technically a uh, it's technically a uh it's, a, it's something that you, you you're not supposed to do to other pilots in the sky that's basically a a, a sign of war yeah. to jam radars actively jam radars yep. and then all of a sudden this thing zipped off boop, took off and they lost it so they said well wow this is weird and they decided to go to so they had another predetermined area where they were meeting up to do their training so they decided to head over to this predetermined area and just as they were getting there it was already there. This this UFO. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that wild? Like it, it showed up to their predetermined area. Like how does it know where to go? How does it know to be there? It's it's very weird. And yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't yeah. really believe it. You know, it's all hearsay until you see the video and you're like, well, that's just weird. And when you see it, you'll you'll understand more. I'll try to find it right now. I'll send it over to you so you can understand it a little bit. It's a short video. I think that's an interesting paradox, though, because, you know, we've sort of talked about two different things because you have UFO, which is, you know, unidentified flying object, which can be really anything. And then you have alien life form, which I think is, you know, I don't know if we've necessarily seen the alien life form aspect of it. Like, it's not like there was any windows in this where you could say, well, there's the alien right there. Like, we see aliens. So, I think that that's where the, you know, it's it's kind of that gray area where you have UFO. So a UFO is any object in, a, in necessarily that somebody can't identify, yeah. which doesn't necessarily mean that it's not coming from, you know, a, another country or it's not some test thing. And, you know, clearly, I think in this world today, most of the money that is being put towards anything is being put towards like war machines. So yeah. like to see, you know, to see something out there where it's flying around or whatever and nobody can identify it is absolutely one thing. But I'm looking for like, show me the life, like show me the guy that's behind the wheel in that vehicle that now it's like, what the hell is this thing? Like, that's what I really want. There's got to be an actual alien out there somewhere. I mean, I don't know if you, you clearly followed the, um, you know, the big thing. What was it last year or two years ago where people get a storm? um Area 51. And they totally should have. They should have. Uh, <laughs> there's actually – so there's another gentleman that came out years ago, uh, I believe in the early 90s or late 80s. Um, his name was Bob Lazar. 
and he came out to the press uh, saying basically that he worked at Area 51 on on UFOs, on alien spacecraft, and basically uh, he came out saying all these things because he kind of feared what was going to happen to him, so he needed to get out in the public and, and really like tell everyone what was going on. Uh, and, and when he breaks down his story, he basically says he was working as a, as a rocket scientist at the time at a university, uh, and he was approached by a gentleman who worked at Area 51 who said, hey, we really want you to come do some work with us and stuff like that. And he goes through these descriptions and depictions of what happened and where he went, and he's like, he's like you know, I go into this giant hangar, and he goes, I showed up there for the first day, and I go up, and I walk into this hangar, and there's this thing, and I couldn't even tell you what it was. <laughs> and he's like, and I went in, and he goes, I went over, I put my hand on it, and then I immediately got a gun shoved in my face, and I was told to keep my eyes down and brought into a room in the back. And he said, other than walking by the spacecraft every day, going in and out, he goes, we weren't really allowed to be around it. There was a specific portion of the spacecraft that he was uh, on a team with one other guy to basically reverse engineer it and what they believed to be the propulsion that this spacecraft used, which was, uh, and he explains it's a, it's basically gravity manipulation because up until I think last year or the year before last, I think 2019, uh, gravity was, was thought to just be a theory and it's actually, an element. Okay, interesting, interesting. And they found a specific... They, they were able to create this element in a particle collider, uh, an unstable version of it that they believe is what's used to power these these gravity field generators that allows the, the vehicle to move in whichever way possible that it wants to move by manipulating the gravity around it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, but the thing is, but the thing is, he came out in the, he came out in like the eighties saying these things, and then like last yeah. year, it's starting to be proven correct. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about you know just alien life forms or all these kind of things is so what what is the reason to hold it back from something like the public, right? Like, so what is the reason to not tell people that there are aliens in there? And, well, and again, like, I mean, what was in it last year that, that like they, they said that yes, there are in fact aliens or yes, we do have like, yeah. Didn't they just come out there and say it's happening? Like think, this is what. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They came out. I think the, the Pentagon released some videos and stuff. And I think the Tic Tac video was part of that. And, uh, Basically, I think the reason why they didn't come out with it beforehand was I think they were pretty much like, oh, well, this might cause some mass panic in the streets and all this other stuff. And then, you know, 2020 happened and everyone was like, oh, well, the world's fucking terrible anyway. And <laughs> so everything else yeah, going on here. Here's some crazy shit. But I think a reason if they do have spacecraft and he said that they had multiple of these spacecrafts and hangars next to each other. He said one day he walked out and every side hangar door was open and he could see like down the, the row of like four or five of these vehicles in these hangars. And he said, uh, you know, I, I believe that they wouldn't release that kind of information to the public because then people would be trying to get in. People would be trying to steal the technology. And imagine, imagine a country having a vehicle that can zip in, zip out, unnoticed, jam radars, 
and go in any direction it wants to go in and you know a, a country could zip in drop a nuke and get the hell out of there before anyone knows what what's go- what the hell's going on you'd be oh, top, yeah. you'd be top of the food chain so i have no doubt in my mind that you know the united states would would push that kind of stuff down and not allow anybody to to hear about any of this stuff so what happened basically with this guy is they found out that him and his wife or they found out that they had tapped his phone at home and they were listening to his his wife's phone calls because in order for a person to be working in this division they needed them to be very stable have a stable home life and everything and they found out his wife was cheating on him and they feared that he was going to go off the deep end okay so they approached him and and whatnot and they said you know don't don't come back and he was like so what's gonna happen and they're like we'll contact you so in so in the meantime what he was doing was uh you know he he was afraid so he started uh working with a with a uh, reporter at the time uh and he was also taking people out to he he knew that they did test flights uh every so often out in the middle of the desert near area 51 they would do test flights in the middle of the night when traffic was low and sightings would be minimal if any and he would he was bringing people out to watch this and they got away with it a few times and then i think he got caught once and he get, he wound up getting in some trouble and after that when he came out with all of his information to the news they were trying to source him back and say, yes, he was he was a professor at this school once working on this project and everything like that. And they erased all of his records. They basically okay. erased everything that that man had done before to discredit him. Yeah, yeah, there's there's you know, there's got to be reasons behind all that stuff, too. It's it's absolutely crazy to think about it. But that's the thing. Like, there's a reason why people are doing what they're doing and stopping, you know, innovation in that sense. And if there are some, again, I think that's the unfortunate part, that if we do end up coming into technology where you can do those kind of things, or if somebody else came into technology where you can do those kind of things, that they're going to put it towards something like war, where it's just like, all right, well, now that we have this thing, like, we can have this, you know, domination or whatever. And, it, you know, unfortunately, where this could be easily turned into something of, I don't know, benefit to people. But the question would be, then, what's the fear? And that's what I have a question for. Like, what is the fear to say, yes, like, we don't just live in this you know universe by ourselves or yes there are alien life forms out there like who are you ruining at that point like what's the Mm. bad in that yeah like what's the like the the the, would there necessarily be mass panic at that point knowing that well yeah i mean you know we are sort of kind of figured that that was it it's like basically if tomorrow we came out and said well bigfoot it was actually real like there was a real bigfoot like it all was real and people just like okay well great it's real like what happens you know what's the next point (laughs) you know what i mean i think i think the big fear more than anything is the fear of the unknown so we don't know where these these beings maybe come from or what they are looking for or if they are uh hostile or if they're friendly or i think the unknown scares people more than anything i think everyone deep down uh besides some very true disbelievers of anything other than what's right in front of their eyes i think everyone to a point understands that there's a indefinite possibility that there's something else in the universe i mean it's it's like i said it's it's very it's very 
hard not to believe that there would be something else crawling through the stars or at least attempting to like we are because we're making strides to getting to Mars. Yeah. You know, and this is going to be the cynical part of, of my, my being, but, you know, think about that conversation, right? There, you know, say, like, say, for instance, there was an alien. So, like, there was an alien. The alien has, you know, say it's just like us, right? It's a, it's a human being or whatever, alien from a long, you know, another planet comes to planet Earth. And we're like, and they're like, hey, okay, well, tell me about planet Earth. So, you know, we, we've, we basically have um, positioned land and cut off areas. So now that we've claimed land. And they're like, what do you mean you claim land? So, like, yeah, 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 we claim land, you know, and only people, you know, there's rules in certain parts of the land. It's like, what do you mean? Like, you have a world. Like, what do you mean you have, like, you know, area land? Like, yeah, that's what we did. We, we made lands. And also, we set up rules in those particular areas for people, you know, that come in. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, you have this whole world thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on top of that, we don't, we don't believe that, like, you know, there's science behind this. There's actually religion where we look at, you know, people that are in the skies and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I think about that conversation. Like, could you imagine an alien coming in, especially today, like in the world that we're it in today? It would be wild. It being like, be wild. tell me about the world. They're like, what? I think what are you talking I about? I think they'd turn around and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, looking in from, from a downward perspective, if they look down and go, what the fuck are these assholes doing to each other? Can you imagine? Be like, well, well, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys do as far as like food and stuff like that? Like, how do you feed yourselves? He's like, well, you have to go and buy food. He's like, what do you mean you have to buy food? He's like, yeah, well, there's these like pieces of paper that you have, and like either you you have these pieces of paper and you can do stuff, or you don't have these pieces of paper and you can't do stuff. Like, I, when you think about that, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, why would you then have these little pieces of paper? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And like, that's where I've completely had a disconnect. And I try to think about this because, you know, leading up to the conversations that we have, I do tend to think about, well, what would we talk about at that point? You know, what kind of conversations should we have here? So since we're on aliens, we can completely discuss the, the outer, you know, most part of that, where I look at, especially the earth today, like I spent the whole morning arguing with, not uh, arguing, we'll say conversing with people on Facebook and you understand what conversing with people <laughs> on Facebook is today. I spent uh, the morning social justice with warriors. <laughs> Get your sword and shield oh, ready. I just don't have it. Like, the, you know, the people that are listening, or if you're listening, you, you can learn something about me. Like, I have no affiliation to stuff, which makes actually Facebook arguing very, <laughs> you know, on my side because I have no political affiliation. I have no religious affiliation. Like, whatever, even the conversation we had last time about sexuality, like whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, I have no connection towards any like large group. So for me, I'm not like, you know, it's very hard for me to get offended about something or it's very hard for me to like kind of feel the same way that other people do because I don't have that connection. So like, I can't see that. So I think in that alien sense that like, if I was an alien that coming down from the planet and I'm starting to ask you guys some questions, the answers that I would get from those questions, like, would just be mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of like, you know, when you think about it, and you look back in history, and it's strange, because you see, you see different civilizations all over the, all over the planet have, you know, cave painting or hieroglyphics or different depictions in books or in texts or in uh on cave walls and everything of all these beings that 
strangely looked the same, and they were all recorded around the same time through different civilizations at different points on the Earth where no one had any contact with each other. Yeah. So it really makes you think because we literally went from like you know banging some stones together and throwing rocks at birds to eat them, to you know, you know, using water to cut precision blocks and moving them three miles north and stacking them, you know, a, a half a mile high into the sky to make pyramids. And where did where in the world did we ever figure out how to do that? Yeah, man, let me tell you, like, I feel very strongly that, you know, you think about that. So, like, back then we were able to to do that, however we were able to do it. I mean, there's certainly, I think, scientists that have, you know, sort of figured out how it could possibly happen. But then we get to today where, you know, I don't know, thinking about that alien life form. So back when I was, you know, in school, especially in, like, the 80s, like, I remember talking about the year 2000. And looking at the year 2000 as in, like, the year 2000 had the, you know, the cars that were in the air. And, and the year 2000, like, had the, you know, all these um, machines and things like that. Like, the, the thought pattern was that when 2000 came around, like, we were in the future. Y2K. And we're 20, <laughs> no, 21 years into 2000. And, like, we're still, like, the what blows my mind is something as simple as we're still, you know, putting gasoline in cars. Like, that... that should blow your mind as far as any human being that's on this planet to think about the fact that in 2021 when in the 80s they had electric cars and you know the government clearly like didn't want anything to do with it but we know that you can power anything by just having motion so like we know that you can power a car with water like we know that but we don't do anything with it because i really feel like we are we're they're trying to limit that i mean you know again we could well, throw out I conspiracy think, theories about that but yeah i think the technology for those kinds of things costs too much for on a consumer basis though like it's all possible hydrogen it's all possible um you know the battery technology is starting to become consumer safe uh, but even then it still costs a lot to manufacture these parts i think i think it's it's it really comes down to what's going to make the most money so you need to sell a lot of part or you know you need to sell a lot of these these pieces in order to make the most money and if it doesn't proven if it's not proven to make a lot of money then they kind of trash the idea because it's never really ever about the environment it's about whose pockets are getting lined yeah that's the uh that's the most unfortunate part but if you think about you like you said if you think about how how crazy it is you know like you were saying like in the 80s they thought we were gonna have flying cars and all this other stuff and we're we're not at that point yet obviously but i mean think about this in so from the year so let's see in the from from the time that columbus landed in in north america <laughs> okay. to to like so even say like the mid 1800s so 400 years say that right yes I mean, how much more advanced were we at that point? We made advancements. Don't get me wrong. We did. And and I think we made strides for what it was at the time. But then you look at certain things like if you look from like just think of for, for vehicles, for instance, we went from, you know, in 1920s when they first started making motor vehicles, you know, that could barely putz their way at 15 miles per hour down the road and you had to crank the front of them to start them. And in less than a hundred years, 
I mean, yeah. we have cars that'll do over 200 miles per hour on flat land. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's funny to think back to, you know, just me growing up because that was sort of those years where, you know, I saw the internet, like we were introduced to the internet, we yeah. were introduced to cell phones, you know, I, I, my first cell phone. I mean, look at, I yeah, was, look at cell phones, man. I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah, I had a, like, I was in the, the pager, you know, era. So when I was 16, <laughs> 17 years old, I had a pager. You still like, wear one, don't you? I, <laughs> I still have it around here. And I fired it up the other, like, not the other day, but <laughs> fire, years ago. Fire that I bad fired boy, that yeah. thing up. And I still had some numbers on it. And then somebody had put the, uh, you know, the whole I love you thing on it. I don't know who it was, but <laughs> it was cute. But yeah, man, when I was 16, that that's what I, um, I, I got a, a pager. And then um, I was like, you know cool for a few years with that and then i ended up getting a cell phone when i was 18 and that was like a brick phone and oh, the yeah. only thing that it did was you know it, it called out and then i remember like being able to take pictures with cell phones was like this crazy thing like cool we can now like i can have a camera you know in my my um, pocket and then it was the video like when video came out that was a huge thing too like yeah. not only can you have pictures but we're gonna have video next year and like now we're at a point you know we're 20 years 30 years later where like you know you could the it's funny that um, I was watching a, a video the other day and they were talking about a laptop having a phone um, a quality camera. Yeah. And like that, it's like it's funny to think like that's what we're connecting right now is a phone quality camera when you ha used to have a, a camera <laughs> yeah. quality camera. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 scary to think how far that the phone technology has come, because like you said, when at the beginning, they were just these bricks that could simply just call and there you yep. couldn't even change the ringtone it was just literally just a calculator with a speaker on it more yep. or less and then all of a sudden you know they're they're they've turned they've gone from being bricks to folding in half and they have color screens and you can change the ringtone and then you can take pictures they get a little camera on them and then they started getting bigger. Then you had the Blackberries for a while, too. Those things were big, and they had bigger screens and a scroll dial on them and all this other stuff. And then out of the blue, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, everything's touchscreen. I remember that transition. And, like, it was tough for me because I don't know if you remember um, – I forgot the, the uh, manufacturer of the phone, but it would – The fucking Nokia? Was the old Razor phones. Maybe it was the old Razor phones. So you'd, you'd, um, you have a keyboard. And like you'd have the touch screen, but then you'd be able to pick up the touch screen, like push up the touch screen, and then you have the keyboard. Oh there. yeah, and the like, um, well the sidekicks. Maybe I, I don't know if that's what it was. It pushed um, up, it slid up the screen, and then you had a touch screen, and then the keyboard was under it. Yeah, there was like two speakers on the side. I probably have still have that cell phone around <laughs> here somewhere. I think I think it's a sidekick or whatever. But that was the whole thing. Like, what do you mean? Like, there's no actual buttons here. Like, what happens if it freezes up? Or what happens if, you know, yeah. it's my phone? Like, what happens if I can't touch it? And, like, that's the thing. You, you eventually get to the point where, you know. You're just like, yeah, it's, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's technology. Like, it's going to work or it's not going to work. And now it's look at even even in the past even in the past year, look, we took another stride in the phone technology because now they got foldable, foldable touchscreen. Yeah. You would never think that. You've, we've always had sliding phones with touchscreens on them, stuff like that. But this one you can fold in half and then unfold it, and it still works perfectly fine, and it won't break. And that's pretty unique yeah. technology as well. I, to think we've come yeah. that far. I mean, when was the when, when was the telephone invented? I don't know. 
you know, what? <laughs> the 1800s? Late, late 1800s or something, and they were just basic yeah. lines straight to another area. Yep, you called up the operator. My my grandmother was a phone operator for many years, so she was the one that, you yeah. know, when you'd call, she would take the, the uh, you gotta switch it, it to out of one area. and put it in the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And now look at us. We're beaming shit up to fucking satellites and calling anywhere, anywhere in the world, seeing news anywhere. Everything's at our fingertips. I mean, yeah. One, one, and, one of the people that, that I find to be very interesting and I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of information that he says, and I and I am very intrigued by it. Is Elon Musk? Yeah, he is a weird but very, very very smart son of a bitch. And it's crazy. It's crazy to to listen to him and and his thoughts on everything. And and th- and thinking of the whole aliens thing, I remember someone had asked him. I think it was Joe Rogan asked him. He goes. You know, uh, he goes, do you think there's aliens out there? And he actually doesn't think there's aliens out there. Uh, He's like, he goes, to think that there are aliens out there that wouldn't be more advanced than us is kind of silly. And I think we wouldn't have seen them till now. He goes, I just don't think they're out there. And Joe Rogan was like, well, you know, how would you feel if they showed up? And he, he was just like, I'd be like, huh, that's new information. (laughs) <laughs> he's like that's it he goes yeah that's, that's new information like the guy is so weirdly nonchalant meet on Mars. well he's trying to get us to mars too yeah and he's saying he's saying that we should be able to put a put a man on mars by by 2025 now it's so funny i saw it um probably mean the other day saying that the two richest people in the world are trying to get out of the world um you know between him and bezos that yeah. are trying to go to mars like it's interesting that, you know, they made the most money and now they're like, let's get the hell out of here. Well, what else do you have to do? It's crazy. What else do you have to do if you already have everything? If you're a trillionaire, I mean, I can imagine having that much money. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You, I mean, that that's what it is. Like, if you want to succeed or you want to be, you know, powerful, make those decisions and you have to make money. I mean, it's sort of I, I've come to the conclusion that that's in a capitalist society, right? Like that's what the world is about. Like you're going to make money or you're going to be, you know, part of the system. Like you're either going to you know, be on top of the system or you're going to be part of the system. So like, that's the thing you have to figure out, or how do I make enough money that I'm not, you know, one of those people that are just surviving to make money. And then with that comes, well, now that I have those options, like what am I going to do with it? And it, it, I don't know. I still think about those stupid little things like, what kills me most, and I was thinking about it today, the fact that teachers have to buy their own supplies in this you know, country is crazy to me. But those kind of things happen where you know, school systems aren't really looked at or early education isn't really looked at. Like, again, teachers have to, to buy their own supplies, but we have these you know, millionaires, billionaires that are you know, building stuff to get out of the country. It's like or the world or whatever. We have so much stuff going on that are, that blows my mind that when you think about that larger aspect of it, like, you know, I don't know. I, I think that if you get to the point where you have that much money that you can turn around. I mean, Bill Gates, I think, does that pretty well where, you know, you put that money towards something that's going to, I don't know, benefit the rest of the world. I mean, I, I'm saying that now, but hey, hey, if I had billions of dollars, I'd probably be like, screw you guys. I'm going to Mars as well. 
Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I'd probably be like, I probably, I'd probably be a little generous. I'd be like, hey, here, you guys. I mean, when you have a tr- like trillions of dollars, I mean, you could take, you could take, you could easily take a billion dollars out and be like, here, you guys go and satisfy a whole section of people for so long off of that money. You know, yeah, I mean, that's... if if you if you were to go into you know your local you know educational system and say, here's a billion dollars, improve it. And I mean, shit, I mean, imagine, I mean, if you gave, so think about this aspect. So a trillion, one trillion dollars is, is, is so, so vastly crazy amount of money that literally Jeff Bezos or, or Elon Musk could efficiently, effectively go to, they could literally go to every state in the United States and give them a billion dollars in their educational system. Oh yeah. And they wouldn't even notice it was gone. How much Hold on one second. How, you you, <laughs> you realize you realize how much Jeff Bezos makes in a day? Yeah. And he makes that's... he makes 300 <laughs> 321 million dollars a day. That's 13.4 million dollars an hour. Two hundred twenty-two thousand dollars a minute, and every second he gets paid thirty-seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and people will fight for him to have that ability because, in their sense, they're like, "All right, well, he made that money, then he should be able to keep that money." I think that's what one of the biggest arguments, like that's going on right now, is is just that. Like, should you tax the rich in the sense that nobody needs that much money? Like, you know, there is going to be a certain point where. You know, you have a billion dollars, so you don't need any more than a billion dollars. But that's the thing. Like, then you're coming back onto somebody's rights and you're going to say, well, I'm going to take that money from you because, you know, there's a cap to what you can make. Like, I think that's where we've screwed ourselves is we've built a society that we're saying you want to make as much money as you can. But we're also going to cap the amount of money that you can make, which goes back to them saying, you know, that the basis of the country, right? Like you can you could do anything that you want. Like, that's what people say. You, you can make as much money as you want. Like, you can own anything that you want. But that's not actually the, the you know, that's not it. Like, eventually you get to the point where, or it should be it. Eventually, I think you get to the point where that money, like, there's just not, there's only so much money that one person can do in their lifetime. Oh, yeah. That at that point in time, like, you know, just have it. Well, that's what, I, I mean, that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, I mean, I think, actually, I think, uh, I, I don't think, Jeff Bezos is quite a trillionaire yet. I think he's on the road to being a trillionaire in the next couple of years, though. But I mean, I think I think he's worth somewhere around the area of like two hundred billion dollars. I mean, didn't even, Elon pass him? Is Elon the the? Um... I think Elon Musk is. He was for. Um, he was for a little who's bit. The richest of all. I the, thought he just. Who's the uh, yeah, he's he's still he's still a Elon. Uh, yep. Yeah, 186, 186 billion. Yeah. But it's like it's like imagine imagine if these two guys came together and yeah, and, and, and took and took like and, and they each took like twenty five billion dollars and put it into all the school systems. Imagine how much better opportunities children would have and how much these gentlemen wouldn't even feel it. Not at all. In no. their pocket I mean, again, at all. Yeah. 
I mean, I understand that they're working some things out, you know, building up their companies and things like that. The other day, um, I saw a video of uh, Venice Beach in California. I don't know if you've seen this recently, but I was there um, probably about, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. And the beach was nice. And, you know, there was stuff going on, and especially because of the pandemic and last year and just California and L.A., you know, in general going to shit. There's just a huge amount of homelessness that's now in Venice Beach. And it's not even like a tourist spot anymore. It's it's just, you know, um, all the businesses are closing down and there's just a lot of homelessness around. I couldn't and believe to... how much homelessness there is in California when I visited my two times. When did you go recently? Oh, no, this was uh, back when I worked at the motorcycle dealership. I took two trips out there. I took one trip out for Triumph Motorcycles to... Uh, LA and the other one was for zero motorcycles which were a fully electric motorcycle we took a trip out there for um, some training with them and to see the factory out near uh, we were we stayed in Santa Cruz but they were uh, just outside of Santa Cruz so like Santa Cruz wasn't as bad as LA and actually now that I like think back on it I'm pretty sure I walked through some really I'm pretty sure I walked through Skid Row <laughs> and I didn't yeah. even realize I was in Skid Row. I was just kind of like looking around for shit. Me and, and my friend were in, uh, walking down Venice Beach, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we're, we may look older or whatever. I was wearing, you know, shorts and a t-shirt or whatever. And there was this dude that it was like this kid. He's probably in his I don't know early twenties or whatever. But he started like kind of trailing us, and he was looking at us. And my friend's a little bit, you know, my friend Ben's a little bit taller than me. So again, we're just you know kind of blatantly walking down the street, laughing about stuff. And the guy thought for some reason that we were undercover cops. So he's like, uh, "Yeah, officer, um, you dropped your badge." And I'm like, "Is he talking to us?" And my friend's like, "I don't know. Let's just keep on walking." He's like, "Hey, officer. Hey, guys." He's like, "I know what you're doing around here. I know that you're trying to like you know get us and stuff like that." He's like, "Keep on walking, officers." And I was like, is this guy really thinking that I'm a cop? I was like, I'm the farthest thing from a cop, dude. But we just kept on walking. But yeah, long story you just short. Gotta, you just got to kind of ignore him at that point. <laughs> you don't know oh what the God. hell they're going to try to do either. Exactly. But I was just amazed at, you know, those kind of things. We don't think about something like homelessness. Well, well, you know, somebody like that. Well, why couldn't you, you know, I don't know, build buildings so that you have this kind of programs or whatever. I don't know. I just think that we're in a world right now where people think about, you know, how do I make more money than in what I do as opposed to, you know, what do I do with what I have and how do I benefit the rest of the world? But nobody thinks that way. There was there was a little bit of a conversation that me and me and uh, my coworker had today because I was uh, when I was on my break, I had I was scrolling through some stuff on Facebook and I saw that uh, a a uh, a basketball card just sold. For four point six million dollars, a basketball card, a piece of cardboard <laughs> paper, you know. I mean, it, you know, it's a it's a tiny tiny little piece of paper sold for that much money. And we were talking about it, and I'm like, oh my god, imagine if you had happened to pull a card like that out of a pack and be fortunate enough to sell it to somebody for that kind of money. I mean, to me and him, we just looked at each other and said, we'd be, we'd be set for life, like. You could do whatever you wanted to do, you know. I mean, four point six million dollars to the little guy is that's a lot of money. I mean, that's enough to put away for, you know, my son's education and to buy us a little bit bigger of a house, but you know, a humble house, nothing crazy yeah. because I don't want to pay taxes that are crazy on it. But 
we could have nice new cars that aren't, you know, crazy money, but nice cars. And you, I mean, you, but you could literally have anything you want and then invest some of it or buy a company or donate some of it and still be well off and live a very happy life for the, for, you know, you could never work again. You could work part time. You could do whatever you wanted at that point. And yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it's crazy to think that somebody, somebody has, Literally, a uh, hundred eighty-six billion dollars, and they don't do anything to better mankind other than we need to get off this planet. You know that doesn't seem like it's really bettering mankind. Although I will say, I will say, Elon Musk is. Have you have you heard of uh, his his project, the Neuralink? Yes. So that's very interesting, and I think this is a very good, uh, prosperous thing to do as as an entrepreneur like himself uh you know creating the Neuralink, which potentially like they're they're creating it i mean they have other plans for it eventually down the line to integrate it into being like almost like a cybernetic technology but he said their primary goal in the beginning stages of this project is to help people that have uh you know spinal disorders or they're they're trying to basically make it so that people who are you know, paraplegic or quadriplegic, they can they can walk and move and and use their limbs again, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm trying to th- like that. That reminded me. Okay, so that's what it is. Um, the creator of Sirius Radio, Martine Rothblatt. Have you ever heard of um her? No. Um, but her radio sucks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> So it, she's um yeah transgender was a was a guy now a girl and she did a interview with Howard Stern and was talking about like I would check it out because at the time and this was it had to have been more than ten years ago literally blew my mind because she was talking about being able to essentially take um the thoughts out of your brain and put it onto a computer and then being able to essentially rebuild um you know in the in the lab build the brain and then essentially put that information back onto that brain so for brain injuries you would actually be able to essentially download your thoughts and download you know memories onto a computer chip and again go in there fix what you got to fix and just upload it back into it and be able to change things and be able to adjust things for people's you know brain injuries or like even parts of their body where you'll be able to take a a lung create a lung in a lab, put the lung back in there. Like this was a long time ago that they were talking about this. Um, I'll send you, I'll see if I can find the, uh, the Howard Stern interview. And it's kind of, um, it's kind of weird that you say stuff like that too, because Elon Musk has been asked all this stuff about his Neuralink and whether these things are going to be possible. And he, he said, yeah, he goes like, this stuff's not going to be possible. He said, eventually you should be able to download all the information in your brain and upload it to another brain that's healthy. And basically, just become a whole nother person. He said, "That's that's that's a far shot from where they are right now." He said, "Right now, they're just in the beginning testing. I think they're still. They either just got approved by the FDA for testing on 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 uh, humans, or or they're still working on it. But it, it's crazy to think." And he's like, "He said." The the, the uh, one of the strange things I, I think of of uh, when I think of Elon Musk too is he's he is absolutely terrified 
of artificial intelligence. Thinking that what it's going to take over or do you oh, think yeah. that yeah he said he goes he, he, you know he's like if we make a being that can think for itself and has unlimited reach for any information in the world that we know it and then being able to ca- calculate beyond that as well why in the world is it going to keep a limited species like us around yeah i mean i think it goes back to that conversation you know? right like Imagine having that all-knowing being, you know, whatever it is, it's a computer, and then them turn around and be like, wait a second, like, what are you guys doing right now? Yeah, why are you guys, you guys just fight all the time, and you ruin everything, <laughs> and you're destroying this planet, why are you here? So his exactly. goal, his goal with the Neuralink is to basically beat him to the punch. He's like, well, if you can't be, he goes, if you can't beat them once we have them, why not be part of them? He said, basically, he goes, he goes, if you think about it. We're already like cyborgs. He goes, you, you walk around and you have this device strapped to your fingertips at all times that can get you any information you need in an instant. He goes, but the only thing that truly doesn't make this cybernetic technology in the fact that it's part of you is he goes, one, it's not part of your being necessarily. He goes, but it's also the data transfer, the data transfer between your phone and your eyes and your brain is so slow. But when you have something like the Neuralink, it's going to be instant. The data transfer is instant. Yeah. He said, basically, you'd be sitting there and you'll have this device in your head and you're going to think of something that you want to look up and then you're going to know it. And that's, yeah, fuck, that's, fun. that's, that's fucking wild, you know? I mean, and he says they're going to be... You know, he said somewhere in the realm of like the next five to ten years, this is going to be a reality, um, at least as far as helping people walk again and stuff like that. And he firmly believes that. And he's like, we may be able to he goes, we may be able to help people walk again. We may be able to uh, allow people to hear again. Or he goes, you know, it's going to start out basically a quarter sized uh, device gets implanted in your head a chunk of your brain or a chunk, a chunk of your skull gets cut out and it, it takes the place of that chunk of skull and uh, these tiny, tiny electrodes uh, get placed down into your brain in certain areas that, that control certain things. And then, you know, the device functions and, and there's a whole, it's kind of weird because there's a whole, there's a whole robotic, surgical procedure that does this in a very specific way so it doesn't puncture any sort of um yeah, machines that are doing it i saw the video yeah it's, it's, cr- cool. it's crazy and but he's saying like you know depending on where it goes will depend on what they're trying to treat you know whether it's you know you need help walking or you need help hearing or seeing again he goes it's very possible we can help people see again and then he goes he goes eventually someday he goes when we've covered everything he goes we could literally try to start achieving maximum uh you know brain power out of people and it'll basically be like a blanket that gets laid over the top of your brain and then that would be cool dude it's fucking wild and he's like and then you would be fully integrated like a cyborg and have a lot of you know, you'd have this this capacity for thinking, and then he goes at that point. Once that happens, he goes the technology bounds are going to leap. 
like we're gonna jump thousands of years in a year because yeah. of the ability to think so fast and calculate things so quickly and make you know work's gonna be you know mental work is all gonna be dwindled down to nothing you know basically well that's gonna be like and it's gonna be the the rich people the people that have the money that have access to it and then all the other people aren't gonna get there yeah then we're all gonna years. be left behind and then we'll be <laughs> eating dirt while they're eating some crazy shit who the hell knows but it's crazy to think about you know i mean well they had talked about a few years ago um where you could you know essentially live forever because certain body parts like when they go bad they can just replace them with new body parts and apparently like i don't know maybe it was four or five years ago that you can start kind of taking these pills um i was reading all about this and different ways to get your body ready for, you know, being able to do that. And I think Elon Musk said it was like 2025 where we're supposed to have the ability to, um, you know, kind of insert, you know, either these, the things that we're talking about here. And then we also have those, um, those micro machines. You know, if you've heard any of that stuff where, you know, they can insert this little machine that they can control in your body and oh, find like the nanobots things. or whatever. Yeah. Like and they that's, can find they can find awesome. cancer before it really becomes a problem and get rid yeah, of just it. Inject and... that into me and like, you know, it's like the uh the, the school bus cartoon. Make the, the magic school just... bus. <laughs> yeah. Miss Frizzle's like, going just... in to take out some cancer <laughs> cells. <laughs> just insert Frizzle, take care of it there. And like how cool would that be? It's like go ahead, insert some machine. It's gonna you know, follow where it needs to go. Yeah, yeah man. That shit's crazy. What's bring the future like like i think about the future and stuff and and i think and i'm like some of the things just scare me about the future you know and then there's a lot of things that are like really crazy and outlandish that seem impossible but are actually happening and you're like wow this is nuts like this whole being able to put a, a quarter size you know computer chip into your brain and f be able to walk again is is absolutely ridiculous but it's a possibility that's coming our way and you know, I think about, I think about those kinds of things, and it makes me happy for my son's future and what he's going to see in his lifetime that I may not see in my lifetime, and it, it it's astounding. But some of the some of the shit going on in the world is just is scary, uh, because it, it, as some of the world seems to be taking steps forward, a lot of it's taking steps backwards, and that's that's scary shit too. Yeah, there's no unified front across the board and that's i think the worst part about it is that like for some reason people can't just have the same kind of ideas like it always has to be i don't know it always has to be like either what they feel you know it all becomes an individual thing and, and even go back to the you know the arguments that i was having this morning on facebook like it all kind of narrows it down to all their right own so, individual so what was what was what was the arguments i'm i'm curious <laughs> i'm curious now i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta understand what was the whole Dr. Seuss thing? Um, so, you know, just recently, and I knew it was going to mm. be a big issue where they're banning a few Dr. Seuss books. So as soon as I heard that, and then the, you have the whole Mr. Potato Head thing, which is ridiculous also. But so for the whole, you know, Mr. Potato Head thing, in my mind, like the company basically had everybody talking about Mr. Potato Head. So in the end of the day, like it was a great marketing thing for them, whether they actually did something with Mr. Potato or not. But on the other side about this, now we have these Dr. Seuss books. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it came up saying that they were banning some books. And I was like, all right, well, let me look up these books and try to figure out why they're banning it. Like, what's the issue behind it? So then, you know, when you start looking at the pictures, there are stereotypes of um, Asian descent. There are stereotypes of, you know, 
black people, whatever it is. But when you start looking at these books, you start seeing these things that are in there. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like if I was, you know, that particular race or whatever, I'd probably have a problem with it. So yeah, I get that. But then you have all these people that are just like, you know, you're sort of taking this away from us or you're taking our childhood away and stuff. And it's like, it has nothing to kind of do with you. And the argument that I was having with, and like, I could safely say that I feel like both of the conversations that I had ended pretty well. Like, you know, cause again, at the end of the day, like I'm not really going to have that much of an issue with you at all, though I'll get to play around with you on, on Facebook. I'm fine with it. Um, but that's the, the argument was just that, like, it felt like people were taking this where it's not about you. Like we're literally talking about kids that are zero to six years old. It's not about like, you and when you grew up and everything and one of the things that one of the guys said to me was you know we grew up on that kind of thing and we're perfectly fine right now and i'm like well no because like when you look outside like there are things that are going on in the world right now so when you think about that you're like okay well where did this stuff start well it started when you were a kid so yes it would make sense for them to go back and take some of that stuff out but like people are now taking it as a personal thing where you're like you're attacking you know my youth but the reality is when you look at some of these books, like it's true, like in the 50s or the 40s or whatever, when these books were created, like there was a stereotype that nobody really cared about. But now we're at a point where that stereotype is we're aware of it and people are more than aware of, you know, of being offended by it. So it would make sense to start taking those things away. So eventually the idea is that, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, when the people that have had issues with stereotypes are now dead, and we have all these new kids that are coming up where they didn't have those stereotypes before, the thought pattern is that that's where they're going to get past it. So like to spend the time right now going back and saying, well, yeah, like this, you know, this little stereotype, which not that big of a deal, but let's just remove this just in case. And then on top of that, you have people that are now positioning it to like, you know, the, the WAP song. So like one of the big arguments was, you know, we're canceling Dr. Seuss, but we're promoting, you know, the, the um, Nicki Minaj WAP song. It's like, well, those are two totally different things. The Nicki Minaj WAP song is a sexuality thing about her talking about her own self. It has nothing to do with, you know, putting out a stereotype of somebody's nationality or race or whatever. Those are two different things. But it's amazing to me how people feel, you know, close to those kind of things where, well, I was a kid, you know, I had this and I don't see a problem with it. When again, you know, you don't look at it, look at it as an alien would look at it. It's like, well, yeah, there are problems and let's figure out why there are problems. Mm. And most likely these problems started when people were zero to six years old, which is where everybody's being created. I'm going to go off on a tangent. I don't necessarily need to do this right now, but I think I talked about this before where people have to realize that they're created from that age, from zero to you know five, six years old. Essentially, their brains are created. So who you are as a person is determined in that small window of zero to five, six years old. So think about your life at that point. You have absolutely no control over your life between zero and six years old. You're only going to be you know, taken by the people that are around you. So whether it be your parents or your friends or whatever it is, if you think about your life between zero and six years old, that's when your brain's being developed and all the cues and all the things that you think about as an adult were put into your brain at that point. And then what happens is as you start getting older, you start either working those things out naturally on your own or being consciously aware of how those things came in the first place. Mm -hmm. 
So any adult right now that's complaining about something, there's something inside of them that was either triggered as a child and they've never really worked that kind of thing out. And the most of the, I think most of the people in general just go through their lives in this natural course, never realize where these things came from in the first place. It's those people that take the second to say, well, wait a second, why do I think that way? And do I think that way because I wanted to think that way? Or do I think that way because when I was a kid, this is what happened and this made me think that way or this person made me think that way? I think if everybody in the world would take one second to say, well, wait a second, let me think about myself. Let me put a mirror in front of me and let me think about why I think the way that I think. You know, let's not disregard the fact that I think that way, but let's just think about why I think that way. And I think that would be a huge difference to realize that the majority of those things that you're thinking about were put in your head by somebody else that you had absolutely no control over it. So now as an adult, the beauty of what you can do is you can decide whether you want to keep that or let that go. And I think if everybody goes through that consciously and say, okay, well, you know, why do, why does that bother me? Why am I offended about that? Why do, why do I get angry about that? And then trace that back to something that occurred to you as a child. It, it, it's so freeing because it makes you realize that it's not your fault. Like, you know, you, again, going back from zero to six years old, like you had no control over what the people around you are putting thoughts into your head. That's not your fault. So now as an adult, you got to figure out what happened, why it happened. And if you, is it is that got a good thing or a bad thing? Hmm. Yeah, Amazing. no, for sure. And like, that's uh that's a great way to look at it. And that's the way, the way that I've kind of perceived the whole Dr. Seuss thing that's going on. Um, I think to the extent it is being portrayed and it's the, the, the it, it, and the severity it is being being uh, being taken on as, as as some crazy you know uh bad thing that ever happened in this world um, I, I think it's a, it's a bit blown out of proportion. Uh, I don't think the books need to stop being sold. I, I think I think we can teach in we should be able to be a smart enough society to teach within literature to say that, hey, there was some of this literature that was made in a time frame that, you know, this was acceptable, but it is not acceptable. We've come to terms with this not being acceptable in society anymore. And I think we can learn from it rather than just cancel it all together and get rid of it because why do we write down history? Yeah. Because yeah. if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. And I think one of the um, on a secondary argument that I was having – uh, we came to that conclusion where he's like, you know, when I was when my kids were growing up, I would read to them at night and I would explain. So if there was something that came up in that book, I would explain to them what that was. And I said, that's a key point right there, because what you're saying is that parents are the ones that are responsible to make sure that their kids understand what's morally right and what's not. And it's the oh, parents absolutely. responsibility. Yeah, to read to the kids. And if they don't see something that's on there, you know, to, to explain it. Now, I think that again i'm not like i'm not a parent the only reflection that i have is the fact that i worked with kids for a long time and, and i've i've seen parents um or people that have become parents and i'm like where the hell did that come from 
Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that's still amazing to me that two people, a, a male and a female, can just get together and have a child. Like, that's absolutely amazing to me. Yeah. No, it's uh, some people you would think, like, there should be, like, a stop button. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I think that if if people if, – if people parented their kids the way that we imagine people to parent their kids, I don't think we would have any of these issues. I think the reason why we have these issues is because two people have children and then expect a teacher to be the one to set the moral or expect, you know, the, the media to be the one or expect, you know, the, the, the TV programs to be the one to set up that moral, you know, display to their children. Or, again, it goes back to expecting something like a religion where religion was originally set up for that to give you specific rules about life, understanding that people were doing things that they weren't supposed to. So let's pull this back. Let's give you a set of rules that you can go back to. The but never understanding that people – you know, should have those set of rules for themselves. Like there should be more parenting out there. I think that the point that we're at right now is because of lack of parenting. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the problem comes from uh, lack of parenting. The, um, I think a lot of the issues out there come from not having both parents in the home as well. You know, I think kids not growing up, with both parents or, you know, I, I think there's a, there's, there's a missing piece of it. And, and, you know, it's, you know, kids, there's a reason why it takes two to make one, you know, and it takes two to raise one. I, I'm not saying that there haven't been women out there that, or, or men that have successfully raised a child on their own that have, you know, turned into great, you know, people. But I think that, it definitely takes uh, it takes a, a special parent and a special child to make it through that on their own 100 percent of the time and come out unscathed. You know, you see a lot of people who who grow up with only one parent and and they they have a lot of emotional trauma uh, that can hinder them in certain areas of their life um, in their younger years more than anything. But I think what's worse than having one parent is having bad parents too. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a weird concoction, and I think that it's it's hard for a lot of people to get it right. And yeah, being a parent's hard. Being a parent's hard. Uh, it's not easy. It's challenging. It's you know, like you said, you know, in their in their young years, they're absorbing everything, and they will literally try to use everything in their power against you to make it feel like they're <laughs> they're the right ones in every situation but you know the way i kind of look at life especially after this last year and everything that went on is listen on an individual level like i don't care what you do if you're happy as long as it doesn't infringe upon my freedoms and you know if that means you want to if you want to become a woman, then become a woman. I don't care. If you want to become a man, become a man. Uh, don't don't push don't push your culture on me. Don't don't you know. And if I if I offend you on accident, then correct me, and then I will address you in a personal manner, in whichever way you prefer, and that's fine. I don't care. Like if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. I'm not there to stop you from being happy. That's not my goal in life. Um. But to 
to start implementing your culture into society and make it so that way everyone has to to basically you know bend a knee to your culture i don't think that's i don't think that's okay either i think everyone everything everyone deserves respect everyone (laughs) yeah no absolutely and like i i think about it as you know there's so many different things to kind of there's so many different layers there and I, I, you know, I think at one side of it where we're like, okay, well, you did this, so I should be able to do this. And I think that that's a mentality that people have, where you know, the the um, the Catholic religion, like you know, we mm. we say that we're it's right now 2021. That's not actually the case, but we say that it's 2021 because of the Catholic religion. The Catholic religion has essentially infiltrated the world in a sense that we adapted or adopted you know, their, their things, you know, that again, the fact that we're looking at a date and saying that it's 2021 is based off of that religious thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that people see that it's like, well, you've done it. So why can't I do it? Like, you know, uh, something like, you know, we talk about, um, well, as far as like, I don't know, people thinking that they're, or, or feeling that they're women or or men or anything like that. I don't think any of us are ever going to be, well, I can't say that. I don't think me or you (laughs) are ever going to understand what that feeling is like because if you think about it and i've got again i I thought about it so think about what happens tomorrow if you wake up right so you know you wake up in your bed it's in your life but all of a sudden you start feeling that you're not really who you you feel like you are so like you know you're a guy but for some reason you start feeling more like feminine you start feeling more like a woman well no that's you see and see that's that's the thing is like I'm okay, you know, if you have, if, if any individual person has feelings like that, then and by all means, you need to do what you need to do to make yourself happy. If you want to, if you want to dress like a woman, if you want to, you know, get surgery and, and, you know, change your body, like do, do whatever makes you happy. As long as, you, you know, you're not harming yourself, obviously, and you're not harming others. But what bothers me is... How do I put this? I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a, a of a good way to put this that doesn't that doesn't come across sounding like you know I come from the Bible Belt because I don't. Well, yeah, we could do that. I mean, I like the arguments that people say about the whole bathroom thing. Like, well, there's gonna be you know, well, the, the, there's no straight guy that's gonna dress up like a girl to go out in public to go into a girl's bathroom. I don't know if you ever been into a girl's bathroom, but I grew up with two older sisters. Like, they're just as disgusting <laughs> as we are. Well, you know, yeah, no, I mean, like, there are some sick individuals out there. Either way, you gotta point you gotta point that factor out. There are people out there like that. I mean, I think my my biggest problem with it is it turns into a slippery slope. It turns into a slippery well, slope. Like, I think it's okay for you to go do those things, but I don't think you should push it as a norm in society to the point where, you know, you're – because at that point, what's stopping people from saying, well, actually, today I want to be black or today, uh, you know, what's well, what's stopping that? what's stopping the one pedophile from going out there and saying, I feel like I'm uh, – I'm actually – I identify as a 12-year-old. Well, there are people that do that, but I think that the the I don't know. So I on both sides of that. It opens where... up, it opens up some strange doors, and and it's how do you how do you litigate between what someone actually feels because you can't you can't say well you generally don't feel like that because you can't tell how someone feels obviously, but how do you how do you litigate because you've opened a door where 
physically you, you can take someone who was physically a man the majority of their life and then decided you know they woke up or they felt their whole life that they didn't quite feel like a man so they wanted to change and then they changed into a woman and so you're saying it's okay like you can change whatever you are at any point in time that 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 kind of opens the door for that because because then you have you know biological men participating in women's sports and vice versa and you're not oh, yeah. going to see yeah. a fairness i mean imagine so i yeah. watch i watch you know i watch ufc with my buddies and stuff like that and could you imagine yeah. a someone who transitioned into a woman from being uh, a man uh, at a full-grown age could you imagine them going into the octagon with an with a biological woman and and fighting on any fair fair grounds yeah, so I, th- I think about that too because, like, that there is that kind of line there where you know I think about myself as as we talked about it, you know, kind of the opposites of us. And I was like, would I really consider myself a liberal as opposed to conservative or whatever? And I don't. I mean, there's there's both sides of that coin where I feel you know one way and I also feel the other way. So that sports thing is certainly something that I feel that they're they're like I was like, all right, well, what does it narrow it down to? And these again, the conversations that go on in my head. So I'm like, okay, well, so somebody wants to, you know, kind of convert or whatever to being a female to a male or a male to a female, and now they want to participate in sports. And I'm like, well, like, like, that's the biggest issue is, you know, Trump was all saying that he wants to protect women's sports. And I agree with that. Now, I think that the difference is then testosterone at that point, right? Like, wouldn't wouldn't you normally test for something like testosterone for a woman that's getting in a sports? Because if they're injecting something like testosterone, wouldn't that be... Um, enhancing like isn't that well, yes yes i mean i mean but the thing the, the thing is and and here's where where here, here's where you 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 run into some dangerous stuff because you know a, a male at any at any age can start taking uh taking medication to reduce their testosterone and increase their estrogen And at that point, like they're not going to test high for testosterone, but their bodies, the male and female bodies are are developed differently. Males bodies are made for, you know, almost, I mean, almost in a way that, you know, the male bodies was always made for, for fighting and protecting and, you know, hunting and all this other stuff. And, you know, women's bodies were typically made for, you know, obviously childbearing and you know gathering and you know uh, uh, other other means you know and and there's you know there's there's a big difference in in muscle mass and where the mass is between men and women and you know women you know some of those women boxers and 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 fighters they're they're i wouldn't step in a ring with them Uh, hell no i'm not saying by any means are are women weak but if you take a man and a female you know and they're both trained fighters and they're both the same weight and put them in a ring together, you know, I, I have no, I have no doubt in my mind that when, you know, a man, you know, the same size swings at a woman, he's going to crack her jaw. Like they're built differently. Women's upper body isn't built like a man's upper body and a man's lower body isn't built like a woman's lower body. Women tend to have very, very powerful legs. And I'm not saying that it's not possible for a woman to, to you know i'm not saying it's impossible for a woman to beat a man like that's certainly possible but i think there's a clear advantage on a one-on-one basis 
for you know on on the male side for for you know UFC fighting and stuff like that and a lot yeah. of other a lot of other sporting you know it's and i think that 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 takes away from any achievements and there was also the whole jk rowling thing that came out and she's against all the transgender stuff because she's like you know i've been a woman my whole life and I've been fighting for women's rights my whole life and and stuff like that and then all of a sudden a man comes in and goes i want to be a woman and you've taken everything i've fought my whole life for in an instant and made it your own yeah i don't know and I, 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 that was yeah. kind of you know that kind of made sense to me too it's just like you know i mean imagine imagine you've gone through the strife that you know some uh, you know, of the black community has gone through in their lives, and then all of a sudden someone comes in and says, I, 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 I identify as, as an African-American or I identify as a, uh, a black person, and they take all of that. Yeah, and become the head of the black... Um, what was that woman? That, yeah, that did yeah, this? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine someone steps in and does that. Like, wouldn't you be appalled? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's... Like there's there are those kind of layers or those levels to it. And like it's interesting because, you know, I think that's what it is. Like it kind of goes back to the original conversation where, listen, if you're happy, you're happy. Like I don't really care that much. But I think that we have kind of opened up. So, you again, like there's always two sides of the it's coin. Almost right? like, it's almost like Pandora's box has opened up and nobody knows what to do with the information or how to implement it right. And like I said at the beginning, like I don't care what you do as long as if you're happy, like I'm happy for you. As long as you don't push it upon me. Like, I think you have the right to, you. hey, you want to get a haircut? Get a haircut. You want to wear a dress? Wear a dress. I don't give a shit what you do. You want to go rip all your teeth out and put, you know, shark teeth in your mouth? Like, I don't care, man. Like, if that makes you happy, that makes you happy. But, you know, there's a certain point where you're trying to force it into legislation. And, yeah. and make me abide by, oh, well, I have to be extra nice to the kid with shark teeth because that's what he wanted to do. Well, that's, you know. I think that's what it is. I think it's the well, what about me culture. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, anybody can, you know, it, it's it's an overall aspect of it. Well, what about me? And, like, you know, that that's where it was amazing to me for somebody to say black lives matter and somebody comes back and says, well, all lives matter. And that's exactly what it is. Well, what about me? And like, I think that's the culture that we're in right now where it's, you know, yeah, I understand that, but what about me? It's like, well, it's not about you. Like that's, that's what I think that people need to realize is it's not about you. And that's where you've missed the point. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we kind of wrap this whole conversation up with just that, where if it's about you, you've missed the point. And I think that we're in a, cult, a culture right now. It's not the cancel culture or whatever. It's the, well, what about me culture? Yeah, it is. And I think we need to stop doing that. It's like, it's not about you. Like, what about this other person where nobody thinks that way? And even the arguments that I had today, which is like, you're, you're complaining about a, you know, a, a children's book where you don't have small children. You're clearly not reading this to children. You're not even in this game, but you're complaining about it because it's, well, what about me? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, yeah. you gotta stop. Like, That's the yeah, that if you're of. if you're gonna be upset about it, be upset for the right reasons. You know, I think that there is a point to pointing out what's wrong with the literature of the time, but I don't think there's a I don't think there's a valid necessity to destroy it and get rid of it. You know, or essentially, you know, have a book burning over it 
you know, because I think it's still an important thing that we can touch upon and learn from and teach the yeah, next I mean, generation, I, yeah. you know, if you teach the, see, the, the problem is, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's just bad, so we got to eliminate it. Well, yes, there are bad things that happen. There are a lot of bad things that happen, but we don't just eliminate them from our lives. We learn from them so that way we don't repeat doing those things. And I think that's equally as important to pointing out that, you know, that, that it's a bad thing that happens. Like, yeah, the repeat the repeating thing is just that. I mean, this isn't the first time that we've banned books. Oh no, I mean no, you no. can you can certainly go back to history and ban books. One of the one of the craziest responses that I got, or one of the craziest, um, you know, yeah, responses from one of the posts was somebody put in there. Well, um, yeah, the next thing they're going to do is start canceling cartoons. It's like, dude, have you ever Googled banned cartoons? Like, there's yeah, a shitload of a banned cartoons of out there. Like, they have banned cartoons because that's the thing. Like, we're getting to the point where we're just like, well, that's not, you know. That's not kid-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy was amazing cartoon. It was a great cartoon, but it, you look <laughs> back on it as an adult, and you're like, oh, boy, that's not right. <laughs> well, that's what he, like, the, he said to me because he's like, well, um, or what, like I keep on jumping to arguments. There was two arguments that were going on. Not, not arguments. They were conversations that we had on Facebook. But anyway. One of them said to me, he's like, well, you're a musician. So, you know, uh, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, you know, you're not going to be able to say anything on your music because they're going to ban it. And I was like, because I'm not my music isn't for four year olds. Like, we're literally talking about a children's book. Like, I don't want, you know, kids to be listening to my album. That's not who I'm making the album for. So, like, yes, like it would make sense to me to be able to do whatever I want, because my demographic isn't a child from zero to six years old. Yeah, I mean. I don't think, you know, I grew up on the Dr. Seuss books myself, and I didn't have a lot of Dr. Seuss books when I was a kid. It was... I was saying I, I had Shel Silverstein. I remember those. Oh, yeah, Shel Silverstein. Those are great, but you don't see those anymore for kids either anywhere. I can't see I can't find oh. them. I want to get one of them for my son, though, because uh, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one thing. My My son loves reading, and we get him new books all the time. That's great. And, like, he's at... I mean, he's in first grade, but he's easily at like he's he's easily higher than second grade, maybe not third grade, but he's easily higher than second grade, you know, mid mid second grade year reading level, which is fantastic because the kid just he reads all the time. I mean, part of it is me and my wife have him read every uh, like on the weekends. We have him read for like an hour in the morning after breakfast. You know, yeah. and he will. He'll go read. And, you know, we get him books. We get him Pokemon books and stuff that really entertains him and, and grabs his attention. But, I mean, when he was young, we read him all sorts of Dr. Seuss books. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think kids, you know, like 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 I understand what you mean. But, you know, kids kids are sponges at those ages. They really are. And it's weird because they're selective sponges. Because I don't know how many times I told him to not climb on the fucking furniture in his room, and, <laughs> and he can't remember that. But you know, he can he can remember something from two years ago in a book he read. Yeah, but now, but now, <laughs> but I think I, you know, you know, thinking back on it, I don't, I don't think at all for one second. You know what I kind of want to do, honestly. I, you know what I want to I want to do as a, a kind of a, a an experiment. Is I kind of want to get one of these Dr. Seuss books that okay. that are listed, and I want him to read yeah. them, and I want him to tell me what he thinks about it. Um, find the uh, racist stereotype in this book, 
Well, no, I don't. No, no, like, but that's the thing. At his age, they don't. They don't look at the world like that. They don't look at the world like that, you know. And and I I think I think it does come down to how the parents act more than what the 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 child. I mean, obviously, if a child's reading a book that's saying, "Hey, be racist," you know, this is bad. This is bad. But I don't think the book necessarily, like, yes, it, it it. it shows stereotypes within the book, but I don't think it depicts them as being bad. I mean, I don't know because I don't. I don't think I've read the exact books they listed, but I and I probably will. And I and I yeah, should. I was just looking up pictures. Um, so it was like the I forgot which book it was. Um, it looked like a lot of them was, was it had an Asian stereotype. So it was like a Chinaman, um, and there was I, I think you could say like some slaves, and there was um. A black stereotype in there. I think it was but again, if, I, if I ran the zoo. Yeah, there was a few of them. I just, you know, I just put in um, the name of the title and then racist picture, and you know, there's a few of them popped up. Um, but yeah, there's there's certainly a few. But again, like at the time, oh yeah, I see, we, I see, I see. You know, we were in a a war, so like it would make sense, you know, that we would have perfectly like again, we had like internment camps, like we we had an issue with the asian people because oh, we were yeah. in a war with them yeah exactly so like, like for the that, time that, period for the time period it yeah. makes sense exactly exactly i mean right now it doesn't make any sense but in the time period it does so that's the difference like should it be a children's book or should it be a history book and like if it's a history book then you're going through and you're explaining them what the history book is but if it's just a children's book that's on you know the shelf then a child in itself is interpreting that and when you don't tell them you know what it is there's millions of of books out there that you don't have to interpret for your child so why would you even bother giving them a book that you have to go through that interpretation mm, yeah i agree i i, I you know i, I think I, I might try to find this book if i ran the zoo <laughs> well no because i really am curious to what a child's thought is on it and my you know my son is six years old and i'd like him to read it he's uh very innocent and you know I want him to read it. It's not a book I'll probably give to him, you know, yeah. but I just want him to read it because he's past that reading level anyway, so it would be boring for him to even have the book. Um, but I want him to read it, and I want him, I want him to, uh, you know, I'll ask him and say, hey, so what do you think of that book? What did you think? <laughs> what did you, what did you, well, I want, to, I want his honest thoughts, and I'll get honest thoughts. <clears throat> no, because, you know, obviously he's going to come back and say, oh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but then I'll you know I'll probe a little bit and I'll say, hey, you know, do you think anything was wrong with the book? Like, and then you know maybe I'll point at the the you know the stereotypes in the book and say, well, what do you think of this? And just to hear what he has to say. And I I kind of I kind of already can kind of figure what he may say and it's probably going to be somewhere along the line of oh hey they look silly or something but i mean characters in all the dr seuss books kind of look silly anyways um but i'm just curious i'm curious to what he'll actually say if if he says you know hey this kind of looks like somebody or hey this kind of looks like this or you know because kids are kids are strangely honest with things like that too oh yeah you know uh you know if you know, if it looks like one of his classmates or if he thinks it looks like one of his classmates or it looks like one of his teachers or it looks like this or it looks like that, you know. Diverse school that he goes to? Like, uh, do you know that? No, no, not incredibly. Uh, I don't know his whole class. I mean, we can't really go in, into the school, so. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But, I mean, I mean, we live out kind of in the boonies, so 
not really super diverse. I mean, when I was growing up, it wasn't incredibly diverse, but I mean. No, me neither. You know, I grew, I grew up in Bethel and there was hardly any. like. There oh, was, yeah, yeah. So you're out yeah. there, too. Yep. I mean, you know, up here, there's, there's, you know, there's not a lot of diversity in general, I, although it has gotten a lot more diverse in the past few years. And it's I think it's good. I think it's good for the town. Um, you know, I, I think you're starting to see a lot of those really old school guys kind of like hush up and, and back into their corners and learn that society isn't what it was, you know, 60 years ago. Yeah. Um, not that they were ever, you know, in your face, kind of nasty people like that or anything like that, but you could, you almost, you could just feel it in the atmosphere every now and then you'd be like, Oh, this kind of like, what's this guy? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, he's drunk. I mean, everyone in the town's drunk, but whatever. <laughs> you know so it's it's you know along those lines uh, but i think i think i might do that i think i might find that book and i might and i and and you know i'll try to do it and uh get his input yeah, get his input and, and yeah and i'll and i'll try to come back next week with the with some information on what he says and I may be very surprised by what he says. Maybe he he totally blows me away with his response, and maybe he recognizes that it's wrong. Maybe I mean, kids, you don't know what they pick up on. That's the strange thing. I mean, we've always brought him up with everybody deserves respect. You know, it's not we say. I have a caveat with that initially. Well, I everybody deserves respect initially. Well, that's what we say. We say respect. (laughs) Respect is is expected until it is proven that they don't deserve it but trust is earned not given right away that's the way i was raised always respect people but you never put your trust in anyone until they give you a reason to trust them either because there's a lot of bad people out in the world and you know that's the thing with kids one thing you really got to push on them is don't trust the guy coming up to you saying, "Hey, you want to come see my dog?" Because <laughs> because kids tend to trust everybody. If you're an adult, they tend to trust you. It's like, "Oh, hey, I got a dog. You want to see it?" "Oh, yeah, I love dogs. Let's go see your dog." Like, "Shit. Oh, wait. Well, oh, you got candy too. This is even better than I thought." Yeah, hell yeah. I'll just be gone for 5 minutes. My parents won't even know. And that, you know, we've kind of had to instill in him like, "No, there are bad people out there that will take you and and they will uh, you know, you're not going to be happy because you won't come back." <laughs> And uh, he, you know, didn't understand that for the longest time. So we always tell him, like, trust is earned. And if you don't know someone, just yell for one of us. If anyone (laughs) approaches you that you don't know. And uh, he's very good with that. I mean, he sticks right by our side wherever we go anyway. Uh, You know, and I don't take my eyes off him. If I bring him to a park or something to play, I don't take my eyes off him. Yeah. You know, just because I don't. I don't trust people either because there's a lot of evil out in the world. There's there a is. lot of evil out in the world. like. Yep. But there's also a lot of good out in the world too. And I think, I think right now a lot of people in the world need to start seeing the good in other people rather than looking at everyone's faults because I think everyone is pointing out everybody's – you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you took a test and you got – every question but the last one right and you're being you're being you know trampled through the mud over the one question you didn't didn't answer right and it's like yeah people mess up but 
there's a lot of good out there too. I feel like people, you know, I, I kind of narrow it down to to pride, and like I feel like people, you know, take a, an amount of pride from stuff that they had absolutely nothing to do with, and like I I, I don't necessarily see you know the the pride and stuff in like. I don't know your family or your history or your race or anything like that. I mean, that I think we have some false prides there where you should be proud of something that you accomplished. You should be proud of, you know, the things that you had an effect on. And I think that the things that people, you know, feel that they're proud of, they had nothing to do with. It's kind of like that false sense of like, well, what are you proud of? Like you're proud of your race. Like you didn't do anything to get to that race. Like you were born that way. Like, you're proud of what? Like, the country that you were born into that you had absolutely no control over, like, leaving? Like, where is that pride coming from? And I feel like if we switch that and the pride really – it should be, like, your accomplishments. And, like, when you – you shouldn't be able to be proud of something until you had something to do with that, you know, the meaning of it. Like, you could be proud of your family when you've created a family and you've, you know, been a good parent and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think you should be – proud of your family when you know just because you had a kid like there's a big difference between that oh, yeah. like, i think we switch that pride to like pride should be something that you built you accomplished something yeah, yeah you accomplished you you should be proud of something you built and and you should be proud of well, you know what you do you know it's you know it's kind of like it's kind of like getting a lego set and you don't even build it, but it's, and you're telling all your friends how proud you are to have the Lego set, and they look at you and go, "Well, did you build it yet?" And they're like, "No, no, I didn't build it yet." But we'll be proud once you built it. Be pr- be proud once you've accomplished what you have, and and you know, I mean, you, I mean, if you bought it yourself, if you're a kid and and you saved up the money and bought the Lego set you wanted, you can be proud that you saved up the money to buy the Lego set, but. You know, it's yeah. or it's like getting a fully built Lego set and saying, oh, I'm proud I have this. This is something I'm proud of. Well, did you build it? Well, no. Well, well then how can you be proud of it? You didn't build it. You can be you can be proud of the person who who built it for you. But it's it's an unread book on a shelf. I'm going to I'm going to I'm working a song on this. And, and it's basically the premise of it is is an unread book on your shelf. So it basically means that you went out and bought a book and you put it on your shelf and you never read it. Yeah. So what? Why? Like, what's the reason behind it? Because you put it on the shelf because, you know, you want people to think that you read it, but you really didn't read it. You just put it on the shelf. Yeah. It's an unread book that you put on the shelf. Yeah. And I think that that's like the, the that's where a lot of people are at is they're just a bunch of unread books <laughs> sitting on a shelf. It's like there's nothing there. Like, what was the point of that? Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. That's that's a perfect depiction of, of, you know, basically what we're talking about, you know. You're proud of something. You, you, there's a false, false pride. Yeah, yeah. It's a false pride. Just because, come, you know, either they're going to say something, come out and do something. Now I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I did it. It's like, you know, did you actually accomplish something? Like, is there a greater good there? Did you do something to help somebody else? Like, I don't know if I'd necessarily be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm proud of what I've accomplished in my life for sure. For sure, you know, I think. You know, to think, <coughs> excuse me, to think I came from, you know, for, from a, a bumbling sack of meat and turned into this walking sack of meat that can it's now. Amazing put, walking sack of meat. And now I can put together fully formed <laughs> sentences. But, you know, it's like, you know, but, you know, I've I've worked hard my whole life to. Yeah. To provide for my family. And I'm proud of 
you know, I'm proud of all my son's accomplishments and what he does. I'm proud of my wife and all of her accomplishments and what we've, we've all built together. And I'm proud of all that. And, and, you know, I couldn't, I, I most certainly couldn't do anything I'm doing today, you know, without, without my wife. And with, honestly, I can't picture my life without my son. So it's, yeah. you know, I'm proud of all those things and what, you know, we've built together and, and, uh, you know, That's the but, dream, man. you know, I'm, I can't say I'm necessarily proud of my country. I think I have, I'm happy I live in the country I live in and I'm happy that I was born in the country I live in and I am, I think, I think no country's perfect and I think there's a long way to go and I think we've come a long way and I think, I think people just need to stop being fucking assholes to each other period <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah either way you go just just everyone just stop for a second take a step back and look at yourself and exactly. just go hey you're maybe not happy. everything yeah maybe maybe it's just me that's not happy and maybe everything <laughs> isn't garbage and maybe some things are garbage you know i think it all is relatable it's but, an amazing world out there yeah it's shit man this yeah, oh, shit, we could go on for hours. I think we should cut it here for the night. Um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to introduce to the show, though, I got something new. Got something new. Yeah. Right. I was, I was gonna. Th we're still doing the song. I was gonna throw in a good one out, but go ahead. Yeah, we're not there yet. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool your jets, man. Stop trying to rush me. Art, art takes time. Uh, nah, but yeah, we're gonna do. We're, we're always gonna do a song of the week. Don't get, don't worry about that. We'll do the song of the week. <laughs> we'll also post it to our Facebook, so you can you can check out the song of the week too. We'll make sure everything's posted there. Um, but uh, one thing I wanted to add is, uh, you know, I want to do kind of a, uh, I gotta come up with an actual like kind of quirky <laughs> a name of it yeah like a quirky name but it's uh, more or less it's just kind of be kind of like a mailbag kind of thing so people can send okay. us in um you know we're gonna take we're gonna take one question a week you know send in your send in your questions to the facebook yeah, page great. and we'll take one question a week and we'll really delve into it um or a topic or you know like and something. It, you know and uh yeah, yeah, a topic, you know, send in a topic or a question or whatever, and we'll we'll delve into it, you know, during the episode every week, and uh, you know, we'll see where it takes us. But I think we can get to some crazy topics, you know, some funny topics and and whatnot. Or if you have uh, a comment, you know, we'll read we'll read some quick comments on any of the episodes too. You know, feel free, everyone. You know, jump on the Facebook and and throw some comments up. You know, we'll throw once the episodes get up to, and on the on the Facebook page as well. Uh, you know, you know, throw your comments on there. What you liked, what you didn't like, and uh, I'll let you know whether or not you can still listen to us or I'm, if I'm gonna ban you from the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw in the topics and like. That's the beauty about this show is that you know we'll talk about anything and yeah. it doesn't you know at the end of the day we're 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 going to uh, shake hands and walk away because that's how uh, that's oh, how the hey, world works. You can't you can't have a conversation with somebody if you're not willing to listen to both sides of the story either, you know. Yeah. And so anyone you know feel free you know come speak your mind everything like that. Obviously, don't be disgusting. Don't be you know 
We Obviously, don't be racist. Don't be, you know, all those things. You know, I mean, we're not going to read those kinds of things on air. <laughs> you know, we want to have health, healthy conversation, and we want to make sure that people can talk and get their their words out. If and it, you know what, maybe you make a point on one, uh, which you know, one way or the other. We'll read it. We'll discuss it, and uh, you know, if we'll go from there. I mean, you guys get it. I mean. You get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. Just you know, just just you know, don't 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 be don't be nasty people. Be nice people. We're all we're all nice here. We're all nice here. Dick. Did you say I'm a dick? I said don't be a dick. Uh, no, I'm I'm talking to the masses. So yeah, to the masses. Yeah, there's masses of people that are gonna be listening to us. <laughs> masses of people. I can already feel it. I can feel it coming. But anyway, now we'll do the song of the week. So what you got, John? I know you're itching to get your song of the week out there. So I got to tell you, and, and this is, I'm going on probably the third week now talking about Radio.Garden. I'm talking about this this German radio German station. German radio station. I'm telling you. He's I, listening I, to I, Rammstein. Fucking do I've been listening to German radio for the last two weeks. And this morning, or today, I took a little road trip. And I was listening to it on there, too. And I'm starting to try to pick up, you know, some of the words and stuff. But regardless, <laughs> I, can't imagine, I can't imagine sitting in a car with John and he's just. <laughs> you probably said something really rude right there. I don't know. I don't know. Tell me if I did. Um, but <laughs> so a whole bunch of good songs have been coming up. Um, one of the ones that I've been listening to a lot recently is Start Again by the Lottery Winners uh, with Frank Turner. Um, Frank Turner is a, um, a huge musician in, in my life. Uh, but this is called Start Again, and um, it's a a great it's a great song, you know, especially nowadays when it's about starting again. So it's about like you know shit happens in your life, so you pick it up and you start again. And like I'm definitely going through that right now in in my life where I'm starting again and you know doing some things. So it, I I've connected very much to this song, but it's a great song. Um, so check it out, The Lottery Winners, Start Again with Frank Turner. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, by the way, did you ever listen to the uh, that song that I uh, said? Was it last week? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> no, the week Which before. Song? The week uh, the week before. Hexes by Tesseract. Did you ever listen to that? Uh, I think I did. Um, I don't recall right off the top of my head, but I think I looked it up when we were talking about it. Is that the song that you were talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was wondering if you ever actually listened to it. I know you looked it up, but I don't know if you listened to it. I probably listened to it at that point, but you forgot I mean, all I'll about you. it because your German music just took right over, huh? Eins <laughs> Wein! <laughs> oh boy, what am I gonna do with you? Can't take you anywhere. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be in your mom's basement. Yeah, your mom's basement. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have my mom on as a guest exactly. one of these days because you know what? She's a fucking angel. She's an angel trapped on Earth. I will tell you that much. Yeah, let's bring her on. We could talk about the, uh, you know, your history when you were a child. And oh yeah, that'll be great. Know, what it was like uh, holding from zero to six years old. Oh, she'll tell you I was miserable. And she, <laughs> you, were, you were a miserable child. Oh yeah, like, she. Was, oh yeah, dude. She she'll tell you. She's she'll tell you straight up. She'll say, oh, Holden, he was. He was a miserable little boy, and I thought I was going to have to bring him to therapy because at the age of four, he was saying, I hate my life. I want to die. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you were a, an emo baby. Yeah. You would have thought I was listening to like Death Cab for Cutie every day or something. <laughs> Weird. Oh, great. Well, if I was going to pick a song of. <laughs> what? Little baby eyeshadow. Little, yeah, the little baby eyeshadow. I'm, I'm, no, those I'm are just dark circles from never sleeping. <laughs> I'm picturing you as like a baby emo. And I like had all a, the things are coming into my mind. No, I had a fucking bowl cut with a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> One step away from the the fucking king of the trailer park mullet. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna put that picture up. Uh, a link. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the yeah. Well, I'll find an old picture of me with a rat tail. You'll yeah. you'll see it. Um, anyway, so if I was going to pick for my song of the week, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with something heavy. Uh, I listen to a lot of heavy music and I got, I got a lot of good heavy music. So if anyone's into, you know, metal and stuff like that, then uh, I suggest you go take a look at, at, um, at this band. Cause I love these guys a lot. They're actually an Australian metalcore band, uh, called North Lane and, all their albums are a little different and it's pretty cool but the song of the week for me is called uh it's called uh, uh Viridian and uh it's got it's kind of uh it's got a good it's got a good 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 tempo to it it's really a uh, really good good song i like it a lot the guy's got a good voice uh, uh the star of the band dude the star of the band is the drummer like they're uh playing I guess there's um they're playing with System of Down this upcoming summer. Oh, really? Oh, I hate System of the Down, but I'll go see you? I'll go see Northland. Yeah, I think the, I, I think North System Down. of Down is a little overrated and obnoxious to be honest. I, have, not that I think not, have that conversation one day. Like what? <laughs> about about System of the Down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to listen to System of the Down when I was, you know, 12, but you know, then I actually learned what good music sounds like. <laughs> when you were twelve, I was like twenty. So, <laughs> yeah, you're you're fucking old. But yeah, System of Down, I, I, I was a fan, or I am a fan. Um, and I didn't know the show Yeah, I can't hear a word you're saying. I got the outro music playing. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's just playing right over everything you're saying. That's okay. I'm whatever you're conversating about will be taken into context next week. I'm sure. Everything's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be just fine, John. Just breathe. It's all okay. It's all gonna be okay. Everything's fine in your mom's basement. <laughs>